when I listened to it, I stopped the song at the end of the track and replayed it like five times. And I'm like boohoo crying. Welcome back to the Life of Games podcast. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. Thank you for joining us as we talk marriage, parenting, God, culture, and more to encourage and share games to all who hear. Last week, we announced that in partnership with our first two episodes and doing our countdown, which we'll get back to in just a moment, uh, we also announced that we will be doing a giveaway. And there are two ways that you can enter this giveaway. But what are we giving away? So during our top 10 countdown, we are sharing different resources. We're sharing books, music, podcasts, people. Um, and we thought it would be good to give away one of these resources. And so you have the opportunity to choose any of our top 10 resources. And if you win this giveaway, um, then you get to pick the resource and we will get it to you for free. Free, 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 free. Free, 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 free 99 <laughs> to be entered for the giveaway. All you have to do is follow us on Instagram at life with gains podcast and tag a friend. Um, so we will have a specific post for this giveaway. All you have to do is make sure you're following us and tag a friend on that post. Um, and you will be that'll be one entry. If you want to be entered again, so have multiple entries, multiple chances to win. And all you have to do is after you listen to these podcasts, leave us a comment on iTunes. Uh, we want to know how we're doing. We want to know, you know, what you would like to hear, what we can do better. Um, so leave us a comment on iTunes or you can leave us a voice recording on Anchor for all of those Android users who are not team iPhone. Hey. Yes, I'm not team iPhone. I gave my wife my iPhone. So sweet. Yes. I don't regret it. (laughs) But yeah, so you can leave a comment on iTunes or through voice recording on Anchor. Um, Just let us know. Give us some feedback. Let us know how we're doing. And that will give you an additional entry into the book giveaway. And then we will pull the winner. We'll determine the winner on Good Friday. And then the following episode next or the following week we will announce the winner and we'll contact you um so you can get your resource sounds fun i like that each episode we will have uh, a segment and for right now the segment that we are running with is the best thing you've heard this week Mm. so esther what is the best thing you've heard this week i would have to say it would be when, um, <laughs> so during the week I homeschool, I homeschooled three out of five days and the other two days the our older two sons attend like a co-op or blended model school basically. And so when I, when they do that, I have the younger two who are one and four and one day the one year old Anaya decided to take her brother's. I don't know if it was a car or a toy or something. And, you know, he snatches it back. That's just the way they function. He it then decides to tell me, Mommy, 
Anaya's a good baby. And it just seems so odd. Like you, you would think he would say something like, Anaya's being mean. Or Anaya took my car. Like he didn't title tell her anything after she was just rude. But he just said, Mommy, Anaya's a good baby. And I thought that was so sweet. Yeah, he's trying to speak that thing into existence. <laughs> Probably. What was your um, best thing you've heard this week? Best thing I heard this week was the laughs of my wife on our date night as we were dancing. <gasps> oh my God. Yeah, just that joy of hearing you enjoy yourself um, or enjoy us. Yes. So, Let me was, tell y'all. Can I tell it? A little bit. What are you going to tell? I'm going to tell, like, how you. What, wait. I have editing power, so <laughs> just be careful what you say. So, last week, actually the week and a half before, it was a rough week. Um, for me, I experienced two deaths, one familial and one of a young lady. It was really unfortunate, and I don't know, it just kind of took my breath away. And then we had a pet death, Buzzy, <laughs> which I didn't think it was going to impact me the way that it did, but it did. And then one of our sons is really sad about it. Both, well, yeah. So, um, unbeknownst to me, my husband had scheduled a date night, y'all. He took care of childcare, and he decided to do something that I have been asking him for years to do, which was to go dancing. Like, well, at some point, I had to take the hint because <laughs> this time you explicitly sent me the flyer and a yep. IG message. I'm like, look, babe. And so I just figured I had to do it. You didn't but have to, but I really I wanted to do it. Yeah. It was so much fun. It was so much fun. And I I'm yeah, that was amazing. So thank you, babe. You're welcome. <laughs> so as E mentioned last episode, we started a two part series on resources that have strengthened, challenged, and greatly impacted our lives as individuals. When we were single, individuals in marriage, our marriage, parenting, manhood, womanhood, all of that. And so for this episode, we're going to finish that list um, with our last five. So if you missed the first episode, the resources that we mentioned were Manhood Restored, written by Eric Mason. Number 10. Power of a Praying Wife, written by Stormy O'Martian. Number 9. Family Shepherds, written by Vadi Bakum. Number eight. Family Driven Faith, also written by Vadi Bakum. Number seven. And the infamous Dave Ramsey. At number six. Technically, those aren't in any preferred order. He just likes to say his numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Got me sounding like some Sesame Street. <laughs> Plicelmo. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so we're going to jump back in and finish out these last five resources. Um, so coming in at number five. Wait, we also have to give our disclaimer. So you will not hear, like we said earlier in our intro, we are believers. We love Jesus. 
um, and that we try to make that impactful in all of our lives. However, you will not hear the Bible on this list. Why? why? Who going to answer me? You? Why? Will, why? Because the Bible is a given for us. And we also understand everyone who listens to this podcast is not a believer. We choose not to be, and we completely are aware of that. Um, but we do just want to make that disclaimer. So church folk won't be tripping. Yeah. Cause we, yeah, we hold the Bible, um, as number one, as a number one resource, um, because it points us back to the source. Um, so these are just, um, resources that we use alongside uh, the Word of God to help us. Now, jumping back in at number five, uh, number five resource is Focus on the Family Podcast. Mm. So Esther, I think this was yours. Uh, I may jump in, but why this resource? Focus on the family. So I grew up listening to... Christian radio. Um, I grew up. My mama was saved. saved, Yeah. (laughs) 92.5. Um, but I remember hearing my mother play it as I grew up, got married and had kids. I found focus on the family podcast and I've listened to so many episodes and I've been so blessed by all of the topics, um, discussed. Um, especially the ones that address like womanhood and marriage, those really humbled me and they really had me, I don't know, like look in the mirror as to why I do some of the things that I do. There are specific episodes, I don't have names, sorry, where I remember listening to them and I would have to like pause while I'm doing the dishes because my heartbeat was racing and I was on the verge of tears because I realized like, oh my gosh, I suck at parenting or I suck at being a wife. But that's not the feeling they gave. It was just that conviction of, oh, this is the expectation of the faith that I confess that I believe and I am not, I can do better. And I'm not doing better because I'm not doing it in Christ. And so those podcasts really challenged me. Um, I started reading and recording names of the authors in the books that were guests on the show, some of which are probably on this list, actually. Um, And I even called them at one point. Like, our family was in the midst of making a major decision and... I am not the one to call like 1-800 numbers. Like it's my business. I'm going to keep it to myself or like people I trust. I am not about to call nobody, but I really felt inclined and led to call their um, prayer line. And it's the best decision I made in that um, moment of our lives with our family because the insight that they gave was I don't know. It just, it was, it didn't even really answer my question, but it answered something that was foundational to my question and really just opened my eyes to some other things I needed to consider. So if you're not a listener of Focus on the Family podcast, I strongly suggest you check them out. Yeah. I know there were a couple of episodes, our, more than a couple that you recommended. I didn't listen to all of them. 
Um, but some of them I did check out. And like, I remember there was one series, uh, they had with Tony Evans, um, just on fatherhood or leading in the home. Um, that was a really good series. And one thing I like about focus on the family is they're intentional to point you back to God. Yeah. Um, it's not just a self-help. Here's how you have a better marriage, but it's, if you want a better marriage, if you want to be a better parent, you need Jesus. Right. Um, and so for that, like I, I appreciate focus on the family. Uh, they've challenged me in different areas, uh, not to depend so much on self, but mm-hmm. to really press in and lean on Jesus. Yes, definitely. Number four, community. <laughs> Are you going to talk about this one? Uh, I think we'll both talk yeah. about this one. Um, so, yeah, so a couple different aspects of community. Um, one is just realizing the need for community um, within marriage. Um, I think early on, there were different couples. I think we talked about a couple in the last episode. Um, and even early on in our marriage, um, I think about uh, the walkers um, and just the availability um, that they were, that they shared, um, that they were willing to step in and be intentional to pray and reach out and encourage and point us back to Jesus um, when times we were not gelling, um, where we weren't communicating, um, I think it was good that we did have at least somebody mm-hmm. to to talk to, to talk through yeah. different stuff with. Um, we have had different versions of community or community groups in our lives over the last 10 years while we've been married. And I think right now we're in a... Um, different season where we actually have a church community group that meets weekly or every other week that consists of four couples and 50 little hundred kids. Uh, (laughs) We know how to make babies around here. Oh my word. Yes, we do. Um, And that has been very needed, particularly because we are a black family. And the community group we're in contains three other black families. Well, it's us, another couple, or it's a black husband and black wife. I'm another couple where it's an Indian husband who I promise you is black. And it made no sense. Um, but he is Indian. I respect that. And his wife is black. And then we have another couple, husband's Caucasian. His wife is, um, Latino. And so, we all go to a predominantly white church and that community group has been a saving grace for us in our marriage because we both come from backgrounds where we've been in predominantly black churches up until three years ago. And so that community group, we've been able to be very transparent, be vulnerable about like where we are in terms of, that context and then just in our marriages 
um, being able to talk through difficult things, being able to, <laughs> to have text conversations with just the ladies. That's been so encouraging and hilarious. Um, and so that's been like our safe place for us. And I am so grateful. Yeah. And I know for me, like I know for guys, um, for some guys, um, it's hard for them to like build those deep friendships, those deep relationships. Um, and like, we'll probably get, we'll go deeper into friendships and relationships, yeah, um, yeah. in another episode. But for me, like having these guys that I can reach out to that I know are praying for me, that I know if I take stuff to them, um, they won't just agree with me, but they will point me to the word. Um, they will challenge me to make sure that I'm loving my wife, that I am loving my children. Um, so it's just been refreshing um, to have a group of men around me that we are all focused on the same thing. We're all focused on loving Jesus, loving our wives, raising our children. Um, so it's it's been needed and it's refreshing to see it happening in our lives, in our marriage. Yes, yes. And so that has been within our church community. And then community outside of that has been like friends and family um, we think about like aunts and uncles the gibsons um friends the freemans i mean just different couples in our lives that have encouraged us that have greatly impacted us that have met oh man aunt jill uncle mike yeah. um that have just oof, they walk with us through a big season in our lives um so yeah we that's that's one of our greatest probably resources. If we had to put it on here, might be number one. One moment where we saw, we definitely saw the importance of community was a few years ago when we were just praying through if it was time for us to leave the church that we were at and transition to another church because um, we had been at um, that church since we were just dating um, and over the course of, uh, was it seven, eight years, um, we had grown in our marriage and we popped out three babies mm, at the time. Multiply. Um, yeah, we multiplied. <laughs> um, and so we're just, we're constantly asking the Lord, um, you know, if we are where we're supposed to be. And during that season, like there was, just so much uncertainty. Um, we weren't sure how to navigate and having a community that we could reach out to. Um, we definitely saw what's the scripture, um, safety in the multitude of counsel. Mm, yeah. And so we had reached out to, um, on uncle and man, the wisdom that oh my gosh. they provided. And it wasn't wisdom. Like, well, what's going on in your church now? Like, like it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't things or what's going on or a list. It was like in your mind, in your heart before God. And then let us tell you where we've been type thing. I don't know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Like they more or less were saying, okay, like what, what's going on in your heart? Like, are there unresolved issues that you need to deal with. Um, like, why are you considering leaving? And then, like she said, they shared 
part of their story, um, like what worked for them, things that they thought through, things that they prayed through, um, and just the wisdom that they provided during that season. Mm-hmm. Um, it was priceless. And that's just one of the many moments, one of the many relationships that have helped to um, steer or guide our marriage over the years. They even helped us with like when we started thinking about buying a house and homeschooling. Yeah, yeah, they were involved <laughs> in all of that. So, like, yeah, yeah. like for those that know us um, and are familiar with us, um, you kind of know some of our story about transitioning to homeschool and different church stuff and just relational stuff. Um, like, we rarely make these decisions just Esther and I making no, decisions. Yeah, um, we are constantly reaching out to other couples that are wiser, mm-hmm. that have been there, that know the ins and outs. Um, like we know, we all know too much. Yes. And we like, we are not, our business is out there. It's, it's there's nothing to hide. I'm not going to be worried about you going to tell X, X person or Y person about nothing. Cause I'm asking for help and I have no need to be ashamed. <laughs> like, <laughs> help me, Jesus. Yeah. So, yeah. So community has been, uh, been an important resource in our marriage. Um, so if you don't, like, if you are one of those couples who say, it's just me and mine, uh, we'll get through this. It's, it's Bonnie and Clyde. We ride, die together. Um, if that is your take, I will challenge you um, to say, like, there are very, very, very few couples that succeed on their own. Mm. Um, if you look at some of the um, successful couples, successful people in life, like they are surrounded by community. They're surrounded by people that come alongside them that help them, that push them that they themselves are able to pour into. It's not just like, it's not just us taking from others. Like it's not just us taking, 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 but we are also giving. Um, And that's part of the reason we started this podcast is like, Mm. we've learned a lot. We've grown a lot, um, still learning, but now we feel like we are able to begin to share some of this wisdom um, that we've been given. Number three on our list is, let me be a woman written by Elizabeth Elliot. Y'all, this book right here. I I heard about this book from a Focus on the Family podcast episode. And they were talking about womanhood and um both of the ladies that they were interviewing highly recommended this book. And then Jackie Hill Perry, well-known poet, artist, author, also recommended this book, as well as another book, um, The Feminist Mistake. And so I was like, okay, okay, there's got to be something to it. This book is small. It's written in memoir format, or like two or three pages per chapter, or maybe up to five. And it will hit you hard. It challenged me completely in my ideals of being a woman and being a wife. I 
grew up with a independent mindset. If I can do it, I'm going to do it. And a like power thirst or control issue. Um, kind of like condescending in my thought and selfish, like in my needs and wants. So I wouldn't like say it, but in my head I would think it. And so it's all bad. Um, but this book took me back to the brokenness that started in the Garden of Eden and walked through like different cultural shifts. I believe this book was written during the feminist movement. And so it's an interesting perspective to um, read about in the midst of a great cultural shift, which I feel like is where we are even now. Um, and it talks about everything from dating to marriage, first years and beyond. And this book was actually written to Elizabeth Elliot's daughter, but then formatted and changed um, into like a form. So in the language, you can tell like it's a mom to her daughter. Um, and it's really, it's really good how that happens. Um, it really, like I said, had me just to see and repent of my selfish tendencies specifically related to sex. And like, that's still something I am working through and my husband's doing an amazing job. (laughs) (laughs) With that, but that's another episode. Um, I think my only wish or wonder with this book is that um, it was made with women of color in mind. I feel like, no, it shouldn't matter, but a part of me thinks there's definitely a difference in how black women are raised in light of future marriage compared to Caucasian women. Um, I feel like we as black women are raised to be independent to be strong, to do what you can, when you can, how you can, to uh, to be success-minded, which is, you know, not all bad. But then when it comes to marriage, which is a representation of the covenant of God, I feel like for Black women sometimes it is not talked about and it can be easily seen as like, a deflation of our independence or why you want to get married. That's, that's going to mess up your game. Like that's, that's going to mess up your plans. Why do you want to have kids? Like you need to focus on your career right now. You need to do you. And so that was a struggle for me to work through in this book because I feel like there's a difference culturally. Does that make sense? Like, I mean, you're a guy. So, <laughs> no, I, I think I see it in women. Um, I mean, cause I have two sisters and like, I know they are, um, raised to be strong and independent, um, to which they are shout out to my sisters. Um, yeah, I think it's like just in hearing you talk, I was just wondering, in our marriage, um, like where have you seen that? Or even in parenting or in anything, I'm like, where have you seen the biggest challenge, um, to let go of this mindset or to adjust this mindset? Oh, it was probably more so when we got married in terms of, I don't know. 
I I remember having this struggle, power struggle in my head with you. Like, well, if you did it this way, it would work. Or like, I would know what's best. Um, I would know where's the best place to live. Or- you would know the best parking spot. I, oh. <laughs> I just remembered that this book this book might have helped oh, i don't know yeah yeah she would not let like i'm the main driver um and every time we go well not not anymore but early on in our marriage mm-hmm. um we'd pull into any store parking lot and me i'm just going for First parking lot, first parking spot I see. Um, so there have been numerous times. There were. Had been, were, <laughs> same difference. Um, there were numerous times where I'd be pulling into a spot and Esther would say, hey, wait, no, there's another spot over there. Or go this way. Or they're getting ready to come out. Ask them if they're getting ready to come out. Like, babe. I know how to park. It, we can get our steps in. It's, it's not that serious. Whether we park two more spaces down. Yeah. I was being petty. Yeah. Just a little bit. Yeah. It was from parking lots to, oh, I mean, so many examples. Driving. <laughs> I can't t- like, one thing for me, one of my pet peeves <gasps> is... Getting lost or not knowing where I'm going if we're driving somewhere. And there have been times where either I'm already lost, so I'm already upset, trying not to show it. And Esther feels like that's the perfect time to give me her suggestions and say, hey, why don't we go this way? Or did you look this way? Did you look on the GPS? Da, 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 da. And it's just it irritating, lovingly, beautifully irritating. Right? There wasn't loving or beautiful. <laughs> there wasn't a thing about that that was beautiful or loving. But I don't think that's a black woman thing. I think no, that's I, a I, wife. I, that's a woman. Like that's just wife husband. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, so that's why I liked, I love that book. I highly recommend it. I wonder what it would be like if a black woman wrote such a letter to her daughter. Hey, don't you got a daughter? Oh my gosh. Don't you know how to write? So our number two. I think you should write that book. Y'all. Y'all agree with me, right? If if y'all agree with me, just comment, leave your comments. And say Esther, write the book. I feel like I need to text my community group right now about you. <laughs> They're gonna agree with me. Make sure you put it in the full group text so we all see it. Nope, just texting the ladies. Number two. And this one is a um, a recent resource that we just came across this year, or maybe the end of last year. Um, so I think they just rebooted the end of last year. Um, but it is the Love Hour podcast whoop, whoop. with Kev on stage and Miss Kev on stage or Liz. 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 It's Melissa. So it's Liz. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. But yeah. So why do we put this one on our list? 
I think you should start because you're the one who actually got me into them. I mean, we were both on to Kev on stage, but you're the one that got me on to the Love Hour. Yeah. So um, I've started listening to podcasts either while I work or driving to and from work. Um, and like I constantly I saw them posting little clips here and there on Instagram and it sounded interesting. Um, so I went and checked it out. And the first episode I listened to was dealing with life transitions. Um, and it just, they just shared their story of, um, just the transition that they've been going through, uh, or recently went through as a family, as a husband and wife, and just the nuggets that they were sharing. Mm. Like it was, one of the best podcasts on marriage that I've heard yes. in a long time. Um, and from there, um, I think I, I listened to a couple and then shared with Esther. And then one night we had, um, like I just suggested we sit down and watch it together because they have the audio version, but they also have the podcast on YouTube as well. And so one night we sat down and watched one episode. And the conversation that followed was amazing. It was, Um, yes. Yeah, we spent the next hour, hour and a half after the podcast um, just talking and discovering stuff about ourselves, about our marriage. Um, And that was probably the most in-depth conversation we'd had in a while. Yes. And then that became like a thing. We haven't done it in a while because we've been working on this, but it would be like, hey, kids are in bed. Let's get on the couch and watch another episode. Yeah. And then we talk. And I feel like those those first two episodes were the most enlightening for me because that's when I learned about um, how I protect everything else that I love or cherish more than I protect myself. And then (laughs) my conservatism in the bedroom. Right? No? Yes. Was that? Okay. Yeah. And, and just like, we had a good sex talk, uh, which we have gradually had even before that have had good sex talks. Um, It took a while though. Oh yeah. This is not anything that's been here. Early on in our marriage, we didn't, we didn't talk about stuff like that. It was just too taboo. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I think that's one thing I like about um, this podcast is that they are willing to tackle topics that they may still be wrestling through. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's encouraging because um, I think we're the same age. Mm-hmm. Um, they have two kids. And so they're, um, I mean, he's definitely at a different place uh, with his public uh, personality and all that stuff Um, but they're like we can see a lot of ourselves in their marriage in their story Mm -hmm. and find ways to um, benefit from it encourage ourselves a lot of wisdom in that podcast yeah so I think for us like it the biggest thing was that it led to a lot of self-discovery like we learned a lot about ourselves and about our marriage and listening to that podcast um so yeah so if you haven't checked it out go and check it out um 
for the married folk, I would definitely encourage you to listen to the episodes from the month of February. <laughs> um, that one, those four, I think it's four episodes were all focused on taking the stigma out of sex. Yes. So those were, um, yeah, good episodes led to good conversations for us and, um, stuff that happens after you talk to. Oh my gosh. Last resource, which is probably not any better. <laughs> Number one. So many feelings. That's the title of the album by Shobaraka and Vanessa Hill. Yes. He released this album what two years ago? Three no, years ago. I think ago. it was no. It was two thousand I think early two thousand eighteen. When did we go see it? Was that in 2018? Yeah. It was last spring, I think, we went to see him. No, because I was not pregnant. Wait, you weren't pregnant? I was not pregnant. Oh, Mm. wait. I might have conceived that (laughs) because I was pregnant a few months later. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so this album, it was... Or has been the most controversial album that he produced. I don't understand why. I mean, I kind of do, but it was so real and raw and just really revealed the um, different levels, different parts, different sides of marriage from dating each other to... (laughs) You know, chilling, to sex, to arguments, to forgiveness, to happy. I mean, like, it just covered everything. Um, and the first time I heard it, I felt there was this one song in particular. And when I r- listened to it, I stopped the song at the end of the track and replayed it, like, five times. And I'm, like, boohoo crying. And this is, like, a song slash rap, like... <laughs> But all of the words, and it might have been the part where she's t- calling her friend mm. um, and talking about, you know, what's going on with them. But it it's expressed my thoughts and just reflected really raw marriage issues I was at that time encountering. And I think it was when or after Anaya was born. I don't know. My timeline's off. But, um, it, yeah, that album... It goes down in the books. Yeah. It's one that uh, when I need a heart check and I just want to listen to music, that's one of the albums that I'll go to. Um, for me, like the way I could describe it is it's marriage de-churchified. Because mm. um, for, for most of the conversations and communication that I've heard about marriage, especially in the church setting, um, it's been this whitewashed Jesus, like as long as you love Jesus, it'll, your marriage will work out, pray and, uh, go to church. You. Yeah. And it'll, you know, all your problems will be okay. Um, but the honesty in this album was refreshing. Um, like, cause it wasn't, well, one, I, I don't think I've ever heard in a musical album that talked about marriage like this. Um, 
Like I know in CHH or Christian hip hop, um, it was the norm to have that one song, song on the album <laughs> dedicated. dedicated to their boo. Um, but this was an entire album focused on different seasons, different moments within a marriage, and it painted a true picture. Um, and one thing I love, like it doesn't paint this doom and gloom picture of marriage. Um, like this album is fun. It talks about the, the joys and the love and the highs of marriage, but it also deals with stuff that um, most people don't want to talk about. Like most people don't want to talk about when there's um, tension in the marriage or when, um, like, what did he say? She made a decision to stay at home. And honestly, I feel this is a line where he says, like, honestly, I feel like she's just sitting around getting fat. Yeah. I never thought that, but there was, <laughs> um, so I want to, I don't think there's copyright issues with reading the lyrics. Um, and so the song that I think we've both been referring to, it's also the name of the album, So Many Feelings. Um, and so I just want to read and, there is, I will make this disclaimer that um, there are a few cuss words on the album. So if that offends you, um, just beware. But authentic music is authentic music and it doesn't bother me at all. And I honestly just found out there were cuss words in it like last week. I was like, oh, there are? Yeah. I didn't hear them. But um, yeah, so there's a verse. Um, I'm not going to try to rap it so it uh, won't get the full effect. But he says... I think you think I can mind read and I think you ignore my needs and you speak of hurt as if I try to plan it. I think we're living on different planets. I say something, you get offended. You say, dang, Cliff, you never listen. So then I shut up and you shut down and I'm like, yo, what I do now? Here lies graves that we dance around. Our fight played out with no sound. We argue so much. It's like we love it. Yesterday it was sex. Today about the budget. Now, listen, I'm cool. Drop the subject. I'm three seconds away from just saying forget it. I must admit, sometimes I want to quit because I feel like my feelings don't mean anything. We pray. (laughs) We talk about faith. But why you never seem to show me grace? You step on my toes and keep on dancing. Then you wonder why I'm not romantic. Tragedy up on your majesty. Uh, We've been fighting each other since Adam and Eve. You got the murder weapon, but you claim your hands are clean. You want to talk about it, but I need my space to breathe. How's my soul? You never know. We make grave mistakes, dig more holes in the backyard, try to hide the bones. We know skeletons will never grow. Um, I messed that part up, but that was one of the lines that really stood out. Um, So in the backyard, try to hide the bones because we know that skeletons will never grow. Uh, Fooling ourselves, hiding our dead bodies. Murder, 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 murder must seem just to be the hobby. Um... Yeah, so it goes on from there. He just talked about silent treatment, talked about how guys need time to process, and would be like, so what you got to say right now? Yeah, and then the wife's saying, you never listen, and then I shut up, and you shut down, and it's like, this. these lyrics were the first time I heard somebody saying what I think at times. And feel. And feel, yeah. Um, So, like, just the... The honesty, the authenticity of this album was refreshing. Um, and I think this album even, it more led to more conversations between Esther and I. It did. 
I did a whole lot. Like, I think I was in a period with the kids or something, and I felt slighted. I felt like, oh, here I am at home, can't work, don't have time to work because I'm homeschooling and I'm housewifing, and this African American is <laughs> like slacking. And it was like, it was. Yeah, I was in my feelings, hence the title of the album, So Many Feelings. And I was trying to process all of that or articulate it. And with this album, it helped me to do that. But also in this album, you'll hear her have a conversation with her friend. And that like, you know, that actually helped me push towards community. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, because even he has a little snippet as well where he calls up one of his boys and um, instead of his boy like just agreeing with him, like he's pointing his friend is pointing out the wrong in him um, and challenging him to, hey, look, you need to check your heart. Um, so, yes, it's just it was refreshing because for me, like it began to change the narrative on what marriage looks like. Um because I want, like, I want to know the real. Like, and this was, what, eight years into our marriage is mm. the first time, like, we're hearing somebody else express kind of what we thought, but never really. It was too raw to actually say, like, oh. Yeah, it's like, like, can we say that? Like, would we be a good Christian couple right. if we talked about these things? Or is it just going to be like, oh, that's sinful, go repent. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, yes, we do need to repent, but it's like, can I just, can I tell what I'm feeling? (laughs) Yeah, so we needed, like, this was one of those liberating albums. There are so many good things that I can say about it. Um, It's, I think, like 14 tracks. I mean, it deals, it deals with a whole lot. Yeah, it's like 14 tracks, 13 or 14 tracks. Oh, because there is, oh, he's, his wife is on the album. They're having conversations and then other couples are having conversations in between the tracks. Yeah, those little interview snippets are so good. Like there's something to deal with forgiveness, deal with communication. Um, There was one. Isn't there like an older, wise, like seasoned couple at the end? Yeah, there's an older couple uh, talking about like keeping the, keeping the love alive and Mm. stuff like that. Yeah. about like what something about what's the issue like what did you find to be the issue when we were struggling in our marriage and he's talking about like it was when we were selfish like when we were just focused on ourselves ourselves Um, yeah yeah so go check the album out um i know it's on spotify you can probably find it on google play and iTunes. itunes and everywhere else um so we do have two books that didn't make the cut because we were trying to do our top 10, but they out, they, they out, oh. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. but they are our two honorable mentions. I have one and E has one. My honorable mention I found when E and I went, where did we go? We went to the Billy Graham museum mm-hmm. for our, for our anniversary <laughs> right after talking about let's keep it real let's keep it real what'd you do for your anniversary we went to the billy graham museum but it was good it, yes, it was that it was spiritually was, fed us mm, that was a good 
was, sure. yes, that was a good threat. It was for our anniversary. But anyway, um, his wife wrote a book. It's called It's My Turn by Ruth Graham. It's a memoir format, which I am a fan of because we have four kids and reading has been really hard with the addition of each child. So, um, she used to share like so many stories from the time she was raised to the time she got married. So she walks through like how she met Billy, um, what she thought of him, how, when they dated, how they got married, all of their kids and stuff. And her stories, really the honesty in them revealed so much to me about the necessity of humility, of faith and trust in God's plan. Um, when everything just seems chaotic or distant or dark, um, the power of prayer and laughable joy. She has so many moments that she recorded of her kids doing things and she saw God. And she, honestly, I think like she is an inspiration to my blog, like seeing moments that happen in life with our spouse or with our kids or with our friends or with our family members and catching a glimpse of what God is basically creating with his own hands and what he's trying to say in those moments. So that's what she does in her books. Um, I learned a lot about the submissiveness of a wife, which that's like saying the S word, right? Is that still like saying the S word? I don't know. I have a different perspective of that word now. Um, it's not so negative to me. It's very freeing. Um, what you about to say something? No, I was just going to say that submissive is the S word. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, so I learned a lot about the S word submissiveness of a wife and yet the need of a wife's leadership in order to have a maintained home so her husband can do his job, whether it's preaching, whether it's traveling for work, whether it's a nine to five, whether it's a 10 to four, a wife is needed and her leadership is needed and her, her mind is needed in order to make sure things are okay in the home front so that her husband can focus, especially if he's making the most money. But that's another topic. I have such opinions about this. <laughs> well, yeah, and I was just going to um, brag on you because, uh-huh. like, I've seen, like, I've seen the shift take place. Because um, we talked about earlier, where you felt like you had the um, control mm. issues and and yes. stuff like that. Um, like, I've seen you intentionally kind of work to relinquish some of that power and or not power but need to be heard i don't know the the right way to say it Uh, but basically yeah you've allowed (laughs) like i've seen you allow me to lead more um and it's i think i told you before like it is the most refreshing and terrifying feeling in the world um (laughs) to know that like your wife is actually letting you lead. And now like there's that much more responsibility on your shoulders as a husband, father. Um, it's not to say that like I still communicate, we still talk through the oh, season. Yeah. So it's not yeah. a dictatorship, um, but she allows me to lead. Um, and it kind of goes back to, I think number 10 on our list with the manhood restored. Oh, of, yeah. 
like it forced me even more to pray and to seek the face of the Lord um, concerning how to lead my wife, how to lead my family. Um, so I've definitely seen you grow in that and even um, in your role around the house um, and trying to step up and lead and whether it's the cooking, cleaning, helping the boys, making sure they're straight um, or straightening up, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I've definitely seen you grow in that, um, I guess, as a result of this book. So <laughs> this book you. and many others. And I think this book challenged me because when we were dating, I had my list as most females have of attributes or characteristics they want in their husband. And at the top of my list was a thug, <laughs> a save thug. Thug was not the word in my list, but I did say he had to be a little hoodish. I wanted him to be tatted and God answered that prayer. Um, but at the top of my list was I wanted a husband who loved God more than he loved me because I knew that in moments of chaos or crisis or when just life would happen, I could trust that he would be wanting to please God and from that lead us well. And I feel like God challenged me on that with this book because he was like, Esther, by you trying to take all of the reins, you are not trusting me to lead your husband. And that's come up in home situations. Like when we were moving or buying a house. Oh, that was the biggest one for me. Um, I mean, just different situations where I thought I knew what was best. But God was leading Emmanuel in a different direction. And it hurt it didn't make sense. I was irritated. I was mad only to find out down the line, the decision God was leading E to make, which he made that, you know, we, you know, we just, God dealt with me and he made was the best decision, decisions for our family. He didn't know what was going to happen, but God knew. And because he was under or submitted to that authority, we were we're good. Now that hasn't happened all the time. Like when we lost our deposit. <laughs> yeah. I never said I was perfect. Believe me, I in this journey I'm learning how to apologize and apologize often. Yeah. And even apologize quicker. Yeah. Sometimes it, it used to take me a while to apologize, but I am learning. So yeah. Yes. I I ain't been perfect in my leadership. No. I failed, but I'm willing to apologize. Yes. There's a quote. I don't remember who said it, but uh, I'll, yeah, don't worry. But, um, yeah, to quickly go through this book, um, it's my turn by Ruth Graham. So I think it's a great book for single women. I think it's a great book for married women. I think the other one, Let Me Be a Woman, is a great book for single and married women as well. Yeah. I think we are running short on time. Yeah. My other, um, Honorable mention was Five Love Languages. Oh, yes. Um, so if you haven't read that, if you are married, single, um, I think it helps everyone to understand um, 
your love language and the love language of others. Um, and I think we'll touch on that in, I think the next episode or two episodes down the road. Um, we'll touch. The next one is Enneagrams. Yeah. So we'll touch on that. Um, that was our top 10 list of resources uh, that have challenged, encouraged, blessed our marriage um, over the last decade. Share with us some of yours. Um, I know everybody has their own stash of resources that they use. Um, so whether it's on Instagram, whether it's in the comment sections on iTunes, um, let us know some of your resources because um, we want to continue to grow. We are both lifetime students. Uh, we're trying to learn and grow. So if you have a resource that we didn't mention, um, let us know and we'll check it out. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Life with Gains Podcast. You can follow me at Life with underscore Emmanuel. And you can follow me at Two Aiming for Arrows. I'm Emmanuel. And I'm Esther. Join us next time as together we shuffle through this crazy life with, with gains. gains.